0: welcome to the sweet spot sponsored by pinch of penny pool patio and spa i'm your host Corey bradley thank you for tuning in for another episode here on the sweet spot and you know i wanted to introduce a new segment called sweet bites it's sound bites on the sweet spot so i'll play a sound bite i'll give you my thoughts on it and you know usually sound bites uh at least the ones that we remember are controversial, maybe, or can create a high debate in that particular topic. So, I'm gonna choose a few sound bites, share my thoughts, my takes on what was said, the opinion that was shared, and uh, you know, I think this will be a new, exciting feature in the sweet spot moving forward. So, with the first soundbite, you're going to hear. It's a play that happened a few days ago between the Mets and the Diamondbacks, and those baseball true purist fans. I know you probably know where I'm going with this, but it was the whole situation with Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil getting into what seemed like an argument. I mean, pretty much everybody knew what was taking place, but the explanation. That came about was just ridiculous. You know, I, I respect people who are going to be honest and straightforward, but the ball face lie that Francisco Lindor told in the press conference after the game was just irresponsible. That's really what it was. So take a listen to this soundbite as Francisco Lindor talks about what really happened in that whole dugout incident where players were rushing down the tunnel to see what was happening. And you see in the video, of those of you who haven't seen it, there's players rushing down the tunnel trying to see what's happening. Something big is, is, is occurring. So take a listen to this soundbite by Francisco Lindor, which most people assume is a fight between Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor. But this is what the newly acquired All-Star shortstop, had to say to the New York media. Hey, Francisco, um, what exactly happened in the, uh, in the tunnel there? <laughs> Steve, it was, it was funny because I told him, I was like, hey, I'd never seen a New York rat. So we went down sprinting. <laughs> I want to go see a New York rat and he got mad at me. He's like, no, it's not a rat. It's a raccoon. I'm like, hell no, man. It's a damn rat. It's a New York rat, man. I it was just crazy because we were going back and forth debating if it was a rat or a raccoon. <laughs> crazy, man. Insane. Like, come on, man! I know you. The, everybody knows that segment from Monday Night Football with Keyshawn Johnson and Chris Carter, Tom Jackson, Chris Berman years ago. Uh, that kind of took off, and everybody quotes it now. Come on, man, Francisco Lindor, why are you telling the media and the fans and the viewers? This ridiculous tale like nobody believes that you and Jeff McNeil were arguing about a raccoon and a rat to repaint the picture. What happened? Everybody knows the whole shift craze that the MLB does now. So the Mets are in the field. Francisco Lindor plays short. Jeff McNeil plays second. So this particular hitter that was at the plate They wanted to kind of shift everything to the left side of the field. So Lindor is on the left side, obviously, as a shortstop. Well, McNeil shifts over to the left side as well. So there's a ball that's hit in between them. And McNeil started to charge for it, but then he realized he couldn't get to it. So he kneels down, and he kind of gets in Lindor's way as Francisco fills it, throws it to first. The guy is safe. Everybody assumes that's the play that they were arguing about because in that next half inning is when that altercation occurred. And you see Dominic Smith and Michael Conforto peeking into the tunnel before they reached the dugout. And then once they realized what was taking place, they sprinted it down to the tunnel along with several other Mets teammates as well. So then we have this guy, Francisco Lindor, with an opportunity. To just set it straight, you don't have to go into detail of what really happened or what it was about. Just say, hey, me and Jeff, we had a little situation. It's all ironed out. We're good. I love my guy. That's my dude. I'm excited to be here in New York. You know, as part of those uh, those things that happens in competition. I mean, you know, I play basketball each week. There are situations where, you know, you get a little tension between uh, definitely opposition sometimes, but you're even your teammates. It's not nothing egregious, but it's just like man, kind of like, hey man, come on, like make make a better pass, or let's do this, let's do that. It's just the competitive spirit that resides in most athletes. And so I would respect Francisco Lindor a whole lot more if he would have just came out and said, This is what happened, you know, I'm not gonna go into details. It's behind us. We're good. We're moving on. We're gonna continue to do what's best for the Mets and try to win games here. But the fact that he wanted to come out with some new york rat raccoon story which no one believes is true i mean if you go back and watch the video you see him doing all the subtle signs that he's not telling the truth like he's you know scratching the back of his neck you can hear the uncertainty in his voice like and i believe he's a good dude i'm not saying lindor is a bad guy nothing like that but i think it even showed even more That He wasn't telling the truth because you could hear the tremble in his voice. There was no certainty no assurance in his words that he was using so and I think that's usually easier to detect when you have somebody who is good hearted good natured um, just somebody who is wants to be real with people and that was a situation where uh, you know that's something I've had to learn along the way as well like you know I like to be straightforward like to be honest about situations I hate telling lies to people but. There's certain things you just don't need to open up 100 percent about like you may, you know, just be like, hey, I don't feel comfortable talking about that or just just not the time or uh, just be be generic with people. That's what I've had to learn. to. everybody doesn't need to hear everything that um, that you have to share, because not everybody needs to know every little detail about your life. Some things need to be kept secret. Some things need to be kept private as well. I don't care if they're family, friends, or how long you've known this person. It's about knowing what's best for you. And sometimes what's best for you is not telling Every single detail about every situation in your life. Some people are just nosy. They want to know your business so they can go tell the next person. And so with this situation with Francisco Lindor, his first year in New York, we all know how the uh, the, how just crazy the New York media is, the vultures that they are. Don't get this relationship with them off on the wrong start because they'll turn on you and they'll start to blow you up as soon as you have any little slump that. You know, we know Lindor had a horrible start to start the season. He seems to be breaking out of it now. But the game of baseball, there's games where there are situations where you'll go to for 28, uh, 0 for 19. So you don't want to get off on a bad foot with a relationship craze, media craze situation that New York has. Get it on the right path. Tell them, hey, this is what it is. I just refer to keep that in the locker room. We did have an altercation, but me and Jeff are good now and we're going to keep moving for the Mets. But he didn't do that. So I'm hoping that it doesn't get that relationship between he and the New York media off on the wrong page. Because, like I said, they'll turn on you and then every little thing that you do. They will nitpick it. They will blow it out of proportion. We know how the media can operate, how they'll take an excerpt from a soundbite or an interview and twist it and just manipulate that whole segment on how they want to paint that person or that particular situation. And the sad thing about it, a lot of people in this world only take what they hear as the truth. They don't go back and do the homework. They don't go back and see what the context of that soundbite or that sentence was involved in or included in so Lindor man moving forward just be straight like I said you can be honest with still keeping the exclusivity of that particular situation in your pocket man I want you to do great in New York I don't want you to be one of those guys that flames out like we see several players do especially with the Yankees big big name guys you get that high dollar and then they just don't uh, they're not the same, which you know, I wouldn't wish for anybody to play in New York with the way things are and the people are there, but uh, I'm hoping Lindor learned that lesson and hoping it's nothing that he duplicates moving forward. Pinch-a-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction
1: sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinchafini Pool Patio and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Our phone 334-671-pool. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers.
0: Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. RLC Shirts is a family-owned and operated custom apparel and gift business, providing custom printing and embroidery on t-shirts, polos, hats, boots, baby apparel, scarves, bags, and more. For churches, schools, sports organizations, family reunion t-shirts, or businesses that need personalized workwear or promotional apparel, RLC Shirts can help with no minimum order. Phone 334-899-4339 or online at rlcshirts.com.
1: Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to
0: assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa. As we continue this episode of Sweet Bites, you heard the whole Francisco Lindor situation Has he addressed the incident between him and Jeff McNeil. I shared my thoughts on his situation, what he should have done correctly. Um, But you know what? Hopefully it's a learning lesson for that guy Lindor in New York. Now, my next Sweet Bite, this here is from one of the best running backs to ever come out of Tuscaloosa. One of my favorite draft picks in this year's draft, Najee Harris, man. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler now. This guy is hilarious. I didn't realize how funny he was. And it's funny to hear the things that he talks about and just how he really lets his personality shine on the camera or in front of a microphone. And this dude is a soundbite waiting to happen whenever he opens his mouth. Um and you, sometimes you can hear him talk, and you can just see that that bright smile that he has, that amazing smile that he exudes. And so he sat down with Nate Burleson, NFL analyst on the NFL Network. Burleson played receiver for the Lions, the Seahawks, the Vikings. A very uh, good career overall in the NFL. Well, Burleson is one of the better interviewers, NFL analysts, that there is in today's game. He sat down with Najee Harris during his progressive special, um, just kind of paint the picture. These two guys are in a room. It's kind of like a before we go to bed, let's what's what's on our minds. Let's kind of have a heart to heart talk. So they're both dressed in their pajamas. And, uh, you know, Nate Burleson just kind of takes Najee Harris through his childhood, things he's been through, things that he's endured As a teen growing up in California, the situation wasn't always ideal for he and his family. But just the way that Burleson is able to get Najee Harris to open up about his life, his experiences. This whole interview, I'm telling you, is definitely heartwarming. But take a listen to this first soundbite I'm going to play for you as you get a chance to hear a little bit of Najee Harris behind the scenes.
1: Okay, what else we got here? Okay,
0: I remember that for sure.
1: That's my mom right there. Um, Yeah. Big smile come over your face when you see a picture of your mom. Yeah. Emotional when I see her. Cause like, you know, all this, just me being a, I'm her youngest child. So like I seen her go through a lot of stuff and she's a very strong woman. So, you know, just to see her smile and I just know all the stuff she overcame makes me get emotional when I see her sometimes, especially when I'm doing stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. I oftentimes say what we go through helps us get through. What she went through helped you get here. Yeah. Shout out to moms. Y'all me got me feeling emotional about my mom now. Y'all put that up there. Man, we just trying to get to the get to the bottom of what's on our mind before we go to bed. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you gotta think about those things.
0: So what Nate Brittleson and the progressive team did was put up a few pictures of Najee Harris. They also showed a picture of his mom, as you heard him speak about, and just how emotional he became on when he saw a picture of her just reflecting of all the things that she did and the sacrifices she made for he and his family. And, you know, that's something I can relate to, being a son, a oldest of three in a single-mother household, You know, that's something that I I knew exactly, the challenges that we faced growing up sometimes. And, you know, I'm thankful for my mom, thankful for all the family that was involved to help us, you know, get through some of those challenging moments. But my mom did so much for me and my sister Renata, my brother Antoine. You know, we lived at the ball fields growing up, whether it's playing baseball, softball, basketball. Like, we all, you know, played sports. And so... She did a lot just for, uh, you know, getting us to games, you know, making sure we had this and had that. And like I said, there's a lot of help along the way, and we're thankful for that for sure. But it all starts with my mom and just, uh, you know, we're coming off Mother's Day. And when I came across that Najee Harris interview with Nate Burleson, you know, it took me back. You know, just hearing him speak. And like I said, if you get a chance, check out that interview, Najee Harris, Up All Night with Progressive. It's on YouTube. And just hearing him speak and seeing you can just see the love and the appreciation that he has for his mom. And uh, like I said, that's something that unfortunately, too many, you know, black men and women go through. Um, And I know it's not just black men and women that grow up in single parent households. But unfortunately, it's all too common, um, you know, for African-Americans. So hearing Najee Harris Talk about his mom and just showing the love and appreciation that he has for her. You know, it just hits home for me. And there's another soundbite. I mean, this whole interview was excellent. Like I said, go check it out. Up All Night, Najee Harris with Nate Burleson with Progressive. But this whole interview was amazing. And so I'm going to play one more soundbite from that whole conversation between Nate Burleson and Najee Harris. And what they did is they pulled out some things that was very sentimental, very um, nostalgic for Najee Harris, and so things from his childhood that takes him back. So they have this box of... Things that mean a lot to Najee Harris growing up as a kid, including a letter that his mom recently wrote to him as Najee Harris goes from Tuscaloosa to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to become a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And she just wanted to share some words of encouragement, words of wisdom that moms love to do and are amazing for doing so. Uh, But listen to the soundbite as Najee Harris reads this heartfelt letter from his mom. Take that out. Go ahead, and you can remove it. Uh, you want to read it from Mom
1: Dukes? Well, I'm not a sentimental, man. Come on now. For most of your life, I watched you hurdle so many obstacles that came in your way and run through walls, went to block your dreams. And through it all, my little buddy grew up into a strong, smart, handsome man. As you move on to the next chapter, I always remember a man who walks with God will always reach his destination. Love, Mom. Y'all won't make me get all sentimental now. What would you say to moms right now? She's a very strong woman. She went through a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Especially being raised, you know, in California in the Bay Area. Like, and just like, you know, the, the cost of living and how hard it was just to keep a roof over our heads. Stuff like that. And to put food on the table. And it always like touches really like, deep down to me. Because, you know, just for a single woman to do that stuff, the way she did it. And you know, there's nothing I can give her or, like, you right. know, to, or tell her that would like, really show her how much I care for her, you know?
0: Mm.
1: So, uh, it's my Ma Dukes, man.
0: Shout out to my Dukes. That's my Dukes. I mean, you can't help but feel the love and the appreciation that Najee has. You can hear it in his voice. And, you know, it's just, even if you've never experienced anything what he was describing, you can still empathize with him. Um, like I said, I shared my thoughts, I shared my experiences. And so, just hearing a guy like Najee Harris, who recently became a first round pick, broke numerous records in Tuscaloosa as a running back for the Crimson Tide, you know, whether you like Alabama or not, like this is one of those situations that has nothing to do with fanhood. This is just hearing a guy open up and, you know, not try to give up too much of that interview, but. In that sit-down with Nate Burleson, he talked about how he grew up. He was shy, you know. He said even during this whole draft process of interviewing with different teams and doing all of these um, interviews and sound bites with different programs, he said it's had he's had to open up a little bit because he's really like a closed-off person. So this was a great interview by Nate Burleson, getting Najee Harris to just open up a little bit, share – you know who Najee is behind the pads and so uh that's definitely an interview I'm sure I'll go back to time and time over the years just to kind of you know reflect on how good that conversation was and you know like I said I'm a Steelers fan so I'm excited to have a guy like Najee Harris in Pittsburgh for my Steelers we know we all know how great of a running back he is but From what I hear and what I've read, he's a stand-up guy as well. We all know that he drove nine hours to get to Tuscaloosa, and he wasn't even going to work out. He was just going to kind of really there to support his teammates. And, you know, his flight was was delayed and all that. He could have just like, man, I'll catch you guys another time. I'll be thinking about y'all. But he decided to take it upon himself and drive nine hours just to be there for his teammates and support them. So, uh... I think Pittsburgh, I think they'll be glad to have that guy as a Steeler in years moving forward. And I definitely wish him the best. So thrilled he is in the Steel City. And I'm excited to see what Najee Harris does in the years to come. And as we always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.